welcome to the Yana podcast, a mental health podcast where we're going to talk about life, your stories of strength, and get all in our feelings. Our hosts are Becca and me, Danny. We work for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. NAMI is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, and our mission is to build better lives for the millions of Americans that are impacted by mental illness. Our roles at NAMI Philly involve working with the youth in the community, so we have a special passion for empowering young people to shatter stigma and help them know that they are not alone. Yeah, so therefore, we decided to start the YANA podcast, which stands for You Are Not Alone. The content of this podcast may contain mature subject matter, such as discussions about suicide, self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual or physical violence, as well as the use of strong language. Listener discretion advised. Last week when we left off, we had been talking with Anika Manelkar and Amrita Sundaram. They are both high school students with a podcast called No Therapist, No Problem. Their podcast is about mental health for young people. Sometimes it's difficult to sit down with a complete stranger and tell them what exactly is on your mind. So Anika and Amrita have got your back. As high schoolers, they host the podcast, No Therapist, No Problem, which was started in December 2020. They hope to bring a sense of community and provide a safe space for people struggling with mental health, talking through topics such as mental hygiene or even depression so that you don't have to spill your guts on that couch with a box of Kleenex in a room that probably smells like money and adults. Listen as they bring in their own experiences in mental health and how they've grown as teenagers. So we will pick up the conversation that we were having with them right where we left off last week. All right, we're back. So before the break, we had been talking with Anika and Amrita. And um, uh, while we were on break, we started to talk about some subjects and we're like, wait, let's wait and come back and talk about them on air because they're, they're really interesting. So you so you had some subjects that you wanted to bring up you want to talk about grades yes um that has definitely been a big factor into my mental health for the past couple years now um I think in one of our clubs at school we actually did recently did a debate on like um should gifted programs still be a thing and I feel like I feel like being in a gifted program, like it's a great opportunity, but also it like, especially if you're in it from like a young age, it like sets this expectation that you're supposed to be, like you said, like perfect at like everything. And actually last night when I was trying to review for my AP Spanish exam, I was watching this guy's video and he was like, he was like saying this affirmation. He was like, I'm going to be like imperfect. And I was like, that's kind of interesting because usually when you do affirmations you're like oh like I'm like so good at this like I'm perfect at this but he was like no like you should actually say like I'm imperfect at this because knowing like going into it knowing that you're gonna get something wrong I feel like that's much better than going into it thinking that 
you're gonna get like a hundred percent because that's in reality like not probably not going to happen I mean it's possible but um just especially with a big exam like that I feel like that's very helpful but in general I think that grades have caused me a lot of anxiety especially math because um this year coming back from COVID of AP honors classes and I'm like not doing as well as I was like two years ago and so it's just very hard to like be at like where I am like not having like all A's or B's or whatever and so it's just harder to work through that and know that it's like okay to have that even though like my environment around me is telling me that like oh I'm not gonna get into college if I have this and that and it's just like very hard yeah I have a question about that like is that something that you feel like your school puts on you or at home like you you're you have or you I don't know like for me like my parents were very like focused on like us getting into the best schools and getting the best grades and everything so like there was pressure from that at home also in school but also like is it pressure that you put on yourself like you know um does that do you know where that comes from um, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, my parents, all of the above. <laughs> my parents weren't like super strict. Like they they're understanding and know that like what I'm going through and like that I do usually put like a lot of pressure on myself. So they're like helpful with that. And I think with school, like and also like my friends, like not to <laughs> <laughs> like they're all very smart and I respect them and everything they do. But I also think that makes me want to also like put myself in that same place even though I might not be ready for that um I don't I think like my guidance counselor was like doing this presentation once and he was like you know if something is like way too difficult for you that just might mean that you're not prepared for it and I feel like and that you should do it like at a later time or something and I feel like that might be applicable to me because I tend to take on a lot more than I actually can and yeah. then that makes me feel like anxious and like yeah. um, have low self-esteem and all of that. But I feel like my school is like pretty good about it. Like they have a lot of options of like what you want to do. So, yeah. Interesting. I do uh, high school, man. Like I, I really can't even <laughs> just bring me back to like down memory lane um but I I did want to ask you guys about that um that grading system like that is so I'm scared about oh the getting things in real time to your parents yo that would have been for me so on the break I was telling everyone that went because I'm I was not the greatest student um ever so when I would get bad grades, they would make me take my test home or whatever it was to my mom and have her initial it or sign it or whatever saying that Danny failed. And that was so much pressure because like I was never a good test taker. Like I, my mind would wander. I would think about X, Y, and Z, like, you know, and I did try, I tried to study, but studying was also very hard for me. I could not just sit still for 
20 minutes to read a page. Like I would literally have to like reread the page. And I'm like, what did I just, did I just read that? You know, so it, I, I don't know. School was just really hard for me. So I can't even like really imagine, but you guys are taking- um, Can I just say like, you didn't learn how to forge your mom's signature? I did, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got in trouble. I got in trouble because I was, yeah. So that was- That was how I lived. That was survived. Yeah. <laughs> But, but anyway, but yeah, so you have a system where your parents get alerted about your grades. That's oh. I actually didn't know for so long that like they get like weekly email updates about like our grade. Like I didn't know that for so long. weekly. Yeah, yeah. There's a weekly. progress report that comes out like every single week, and it's like here's how your child's grade has changed. Like. <laughs> um throughout the weeks and like it's not just oh here's your report card it's like this is your like progress check every single week like I can see what grades like you've like gotten throughout the week and stuff so it's kind of it's kind of crazy yeah I, I mean I could see like how that might be helpful for some mm-hmm. to like you know who might be like struggling and like that's a way like you know that a parent can like be like can be involved because they might not know what's going on with their when they're home but like you know if they're start if their grades like suddenly drop and are you know they're doing really that might be an indicator that they need to pay attention to something going on with their mental health but then that's also something well I don't know but yeah, I feel either way for like people like you who are are do care that's like just another check you know like another yeah. like are you doing well? Are you doing well? Are you doing well? Are you doing well? <laughs> I feel like it depends on what kind of standards like your parents have as well, because like for, again, for some parents who are actually like concerned about their kid and like how they're um, progressing throughout school and maybe only care about like the progress of um, like their learning curve. And like, as long as you get to like the end goal, like you have learned something, I feel like it's helpful in those situations. But when your parents have standards where it's like, you need to have all A's at all times, like it's really crazy to have that kind of system because as soon as you make one mistake, it's kind of like, what have you been doing? Like, where is your mind going? Where did the other 2% go? You know, that kind of conversation. Um, And it's just, so much pressure um on us all the time and I know my like our entire friend group feels it and they hate the system so yeah so is that your experience then like that is that like your experience like it- yeah for the most part it's okay. <laughs> yeah oh I if I was in high school with that <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's also interesting to me how quickly these things change because I got Danny is 24 right so she's not that far removed from high school but uh, so if that you know that, that shows like that it does change quickly like the systems in place but some not quickly enough um society would be literally through the roof so it sounds like you guys are in situations where the anxiety is high you're coming out of this remote learning back into in-person dealing with all this anxiety from like the transitions from just the being remote in the first place then to the transitions then also just dealing with grades what does that look like for you 
Like, how does that play out? Like, how do you like, you know, how, what is your anxiety and your pressure? Like, does that, um, are you, do you manage that well? Or do you sometimes have like, I don't know, like, what does that that play out for you? Also, and I just want to add on like, how, like, how do you guys cope with that? Well, that was going to be my next question, but I wanted to hear the want them to go straight to one by the, one one by one I didn't want them to go straight to the coping so that's <laughs> I feel like so many of us like have felt cheated cheated almost like going into the like this school year because so many of our teachers were telling us like yes we will accommodate your like junior year to be um to uh like we'll accommodate your junior year as if like you've learned basically nothing in the COVID year because that's kind of what happened like people weren't paying attention people were um, slacking off a lot because we were at home we were learning in our beds and I feel like so many teachers were like it's okay we'll get you back up to speed um we'll kind of ease you into it and that never really happened sure there have been um like our math teachers have situations where like we can retake every single test um throughout the year in order to like get our grade back up um so that's been an accommodation that's been different from the past because usually we only got one week per semester um so that's been a nice benefit I guess coming out of COVID but also like the pace of the learning has been the biggest problem for both of us I feel like we've had so much information loaded into our brains and so much different from last year since we were um kind of scheduled into block periods where um we'd have the first four periods of our schedule on Monday uh, or Tuesday and Thursday and Wednesday and Friday were the other four periods of our schedule and so it wasn't as um like rapid fire kind of um in our brains um as it is now and because of so much information going into our heads I feel like it's kind of been this like running back and forth um and kind of trying to stuff as much information into our heads as we can and that's kind of been the cause of so much of our anxiety and stress like am I really learning everything is the question um because our AP teachers don't really care so much about our grades. It's like the end, the end goal is the AP test. So, um, so many of them were just kind of like banging the curriculum into our heads and, um, trying to make us understand, like, here's what's going to be on the AP test. Um, like, and that didn't really go over well with us because, um, we're also trying to manage, like, we're trying to micromanage everything, um, our grades, our extracurriculars, uh, there's a third component that I can't remember at this moment, um, but life, (laughs) yes, exactly, uh, we're trying to manage everything at the same time, and I feel like that's kind of been our downward spiral this year into, um, a hot mess pile of stress and just everything wrong with life. Well, that's really yeah, interesting that you say that because I, I think that, and it, so one of the things that I've seen, and I've heard a lot of people talk about that's come out of the pandemic is like the realization that like, we don't have to be doing things at such high speed and high and, you know, like 
functioning as we as we were before you know things can turn around and like I was just saying to my boss the other day like how I like this month is really crazy for me but like I used to be doing three times as much as I'm doing this month you know and I like and to me this is like overwhelming now you know and like it's just like and my and, and she was like I think that's the same for everybody that like you know the amount of like our brains kind of started to, to transition to this, like, I don't need to be like full up, like all day, every day, but it sounds like that was the way your brain was starting to be trained. And then you were thrown back into like, maybe how it would have been before. And that's not really doable. I don't think, I think the world changed and we shouldn't be like it's, it's adjusting with it to go back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I can't even imagine, um, like just thinking of how things were then. And, you know, especially like, well, so for us, like working from home and stuff, you know, like we work on a flex schedule so that <laughs> thank goodness. Um, but just thinking about, other people who, you know, had to go back full swing, like in the office nine to five. What? Like, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) I can't think like that. And like, sometimes like I really get overwhelmed during my work day and like, I just need to log off. Yeah. And I am so thankful that I can do that. And then just, you know, when I'm recharged and like ready to go like I just pick things up from where I left it an hour ago and I'm still getting work done so I really yeah. just ooh, I can't imagine it blows my mind how much like I just think about like I was telling our high school intern like college is going to seem so easy <laughs> Like the, like, first of all, you don't have homework to do every day, you know, like you don't, I mean, for the same class, you know, like when you have, you know, like you'll have two days to, or three days or maybe a week to get an assignment done because you don't have the same class every day, you know? And like, I don't know, it's just, and you can even schedule it so that like I had scheduled, like where I only had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, and um, I, have, I do have a question though. Do you guys think like, what are your thoughts on going into college, especially, you know, like you guys had to transition from remote to back in person and, you know, all these other things that you guys are talking about. What are your um, I feel like, I don't know if it's like both of us, but I feel like I'm not ready because I think, well, I think like Anika has talked about this before, which has been like, um, like we're juniors now but like it still feels like we're freshmen or sophomores because like those years are known as like I don't know like getting to know yourself and like exploring like what you like to do but now we're already at that point where like, we're just starting to do that but now we already have to make a decision about like what we want to do in the future and it's like making that decision at like 16 or 17 it's just like something that I'm not really prepared for. And I feel like I don't want to make like the wrong decision. Well, listen, I will tell you this. 
Okay, sit on down. Aunt Becca's about to share. <laughs> I, I took a gap year after high school and it was the best thing I ever did. I wasn't ready. I had had a, a tumultuous high school experience, um, but so I wasn't ready and it was the best thing I ever did. And when I got back to college, like I had no idea what college was going to look like. I felt like more dedicated. And then I had some things happen while I was in college and I had to leave and I went back years later and finished. And it was like, I don't know. It was like, you don't, I mean, my family, everybody did the like high school to good college to graduate school to, you know, like it was like the path and I went to a prep school. So everybody else did that too, but it was like, you don't have to do things that way. And in fact, they are, so a lot of people are better for not doing it that way, you know, like, and right. I think like I changed majors like four times, <laughs> you know, like, and you can do that right. and graduate in four years. Like if that's your goal, like you can change majors like a million times, yeah. but, um, and I did within four years, you know, so. I did see, um, um, well, not, I wasn't really a meme, but like, I was just like scrolling through Instagram earlier and it was like, you are allowed to change your mind. So mm. I, I mean, college was a scary time for me. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I too changed my major a couple of times. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. I don't know anybody that didn't, honestly. I really yeah. don't. And, you know, I didn't graduate with the people that I went into um, college with, but I think everything happens on your own time and college is not going anywhere. So if you have to take some time, you take some time, you know, it's, it's your life. And this is like the, where I come with the main character vibes, right? So I've, and that's what I was telling my kids yesterday, a lot of them were like worried about, you know, just living in the future and what they're going to do. But when she um, says my kids, by the way, she means she has teenagers that she works with. Not Yeah. So not, <laughs> not her my actual children. kids, but um, the kids that I work with, you know, that that's all of the stuff that they worry about, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, but I think instead of like, you know, living so much in the future, let's just take it day by day. I know. And I know that's so much easier said than done, but like, yeah. oh man, I feel so old saying these things to you guys. Like, yeah. it's like, it doesn't seem possible. Like when you're that age, I know, I understand that. Like yeah. you, all you're getting told is like, you need to prepare for college. You need to prepare for college. You need to prepare for college. Yeah. And yeah. like socially when you get to college, if you don't do well in college, if you don't do well in college, you're not going to get into graduate school. If you don't get into graduate school, you're yeah. then your life is going to be over. And why even bother living it? You know, it's like, but I think, you know, what do what makes you happy at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's your happiness at stake. It's your, it's your life. And I know sometimes it is easier said than done, but you got to worry about yourself. But, okay. So yes, I, this is like, I'm, I'm just listening to this being like, I would have been like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like who are you? <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Like, that doesn't, like, that's not my life, you know? So 
when you feel this stress, what like, okay. So I think what I was trying to ask before was like, for me, my anxiety and pressure, like it played out like avoidance behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would like do anything I could to not like be present, you know, or not, like I couldn't do any, if I couldn't do my work perfectly, I didn't do it at all kind of stuff. Or the, but then also like I had panic attacks. I also would like have stomach issues for my anxiety. Like kind of what I was asking, like, what is your, what does this pressure and anxiety look like for you? If anything. Um, I know that at least physically for me, it's also like the stomach issues and like shaky hands. Mm. so yeah yeah so much of it has also manifested like physically for me last year I think around the same time I started having what I thought were panic attacks but instead were actually like asthma attacks um and so I had to get like a inhaler and everything prescribed um because like with especially with like the environment changing at this time, um, like this transition from spring to summer, like um, my asthma was going crazy and like with AP testing and finals and all of that stuff coming up, it was kind of like, gosh, like it feels easier to not breathe than it does to breathe. So yeah. I get that. I have really bad asthma and I also have long COVID now too. So my breathing can get really bad. Um, but I also, those are really closely linked because like when I start to have like an asthma attack, but even not even a full asthma attack, like just like it's tough. Like I start to panic because scarier mm-hmm. than not being able to breathe. Right. Yeah. Like I, then that makes it even harder. It's like this, this like, perpet- like self yeah. or you know, like it's so, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, cause they can look very similar and then, then it can, you know, and then also when I'm feeling really anxious, sometimes my asthma gets triggered, you know, cause my stomach gets triggered. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, there's such a, a physical mind body connection, you know, that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy to hear you say that. I'm not happy to hear that you have that, <laughs> that but I, I think it's good to share that. Like, cause I think a lot of times people look like when I was in, when I was going through high school and I wasn't really sick with my stomach all the time, they were looking at what was the physical cause, but there wasn't a physical cause, mm. it was a mental cause, you know? So right. I think it's good to talk about because I think it's important for people to look into. I know I get really sweaty. I show back on my hands. Her hands are like, <laughs> I get fidgety. Right. Yeah, I get fidgety and like you, my hands are sweating right now, actually. So like once I start talking about all that and then I like really like, oh my gosh, like my hands, blah, blah, blah. Ugh, I hate it. But so then what do you do to like cope with that? No, I'll let you do question. Uh, well, I'm a big music person. So I'll turn on like favorite music or I also like to journal, but I don't do that as often as I would like to, but it definitely does help like just get everything down and like organized and know like what's going on inside my mind. Yeah. I also really like um, putting on some music. Uh, I have a very like not refined, but it's a very specific taste. Um, 
So I'll never listen to like sad music if I'm feeling sad. It's always like, it has to be upbeat. It has to make me feel good. Um, so that's usually what I do. And then also I, I kind of fell into um, like this identity, like a writer identity while I was, um, uh, while we were in COVID, like I spent so much time um, just writing uh, anything like creatively um, and, it really made me like connect with myself a little bit more. I became a little bit more aware of like what I wanted to do uh, and like major and in college and stuff. Uh, and I think that was a little bit of a comfort to me that I was kind of figuring my life out while like coping with stress at the same time. Um, so I really like to, I really like to write. And then I also love to read as well. Um, at sometimes it kind of makes my like, depersonalization and stuff worse uh especially during the time where we literally had nothing to do that one summer um before restrictions were lifted um just in the community itself like while the shelter in place was happening I was at home I was reading um all the time and I feel like it was so easy to become immersed in those worlds and just mm -hmm. not come back out so I feel like that was a little bit unhealthy during COVID, but it's become a nice escape. Um, I was going to say, that's how I feel about it. Like, yeah. I, I, I like that, like escaping into alternate rea reality, yes. but not obviously not like in a delusional, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit in a past episode for ourselves, like doing like some people were talking about like shifting. <laughs> I don't know um, if you guys are familiar with that, with like, yes. like hypnotizing yourself into alternate reality and kind of like making yourself. Um, like an like, out of body experience. Yes. It's yeah. for people like me, I think it's like with depersonalization and derealization, it's not very good to do that because it kind of enhances that like unreal out of body feeling. And I don't know about other people. I've talked about this with a couple of my friends who think they have the same um, like type of mind as I do like with depersonalization and derealization. But like, I don't, I get really depressed after feeling that way, like feeling unreal and out of body. I feel like I'm just not living life as I should be. And um, I get really, really down when that happens. So I feel like it's healthy to immerse yourself into something else for a little bit and escape, but it's also not healthy when it makes you sad. I know that feels like dumbed down, but. Um, oh, let me ask you about that. So do you mean like that you're not, when you say like, you're not, you get depressed, like, cause you're not living life too full. It's like, you wish that your life was like what you were like this alter, you know, alternate reality or whatever, like this, do, is it that you wish that you were in that dream world life kind of thing or kind of but not really okay. like so much of my mindset with um this condition has been more so like I feel like like I can never enjoy a moment to its fullest um experience and stuff like I can never fully something without kind of wandering off and like being super spacey, uh, nice. thinking about something else. So it's kind of like 
immersing yourself into a different reality or like a different world or something I feel like there's a lot of concentration that that takes to like sit down and read and like become or like become a part of this world like as you're reading it so I feel like it's kind of been a placeholder for like reality where I cannot fully concentrate on um remaining in reality or like in my mindset um in this world so I feel like that's kind of been my relation with um like alternate realities and stuff I see because like you're not present so yes going to be experiencing the full emotional mm-hmm. I see oh that's interesting that's really interesting I haven't heard um anyone talk about it like that before or describe it that's really interesting so do you guys see so I know no therapist no problem <laughs> have you ever seen a therapist I am currently working on getting a therapist okay. um just because like like I know we say no therapist no problem and stuff but it's also really important to seek out like professional help because we aren't professionals and um like our advice is only going to go so far and there's some people who like genuinely need a little bit more help and need someone like a trusted adult to talk to about their experiences and issues and stuff um and I felt like with all the mental health stuff going on like during my junior year every when everything was getting so much worse I like asked my mom like can we call someone like can I see someone because it's like so many people have a problem with asking for help but I can tell like it's really really gratifying it's I don't know gratifying experience but like it's such a relief when you actually get that help and like realize that you're on the road to recovery um and that there is some hope in the future for you to maybe not be back to normal again but like improve and learn and grow um and just become a little bit more comfortable with yourself so yeah wow (laughs) yeah that was perfect right like that was like yeah it embodies like the whole yes everything our message that we hope to impart like because it is a full thing I mean you know and recovery is not linear you know so it is I think always important to remember like that there that that part of it that like there is a road to recovery and there is hope because you know some days you might slide back and you know it's not gonna you're going to feel like you were all the way back at the end, you know, but there is a path out, you know, and the more and more you do it, the more and more, you know, how to navigate that path, like driving. Right. So (laughs) where like, it's like (laughs) the more and more you go, the more likely you'll learn how to not have to use your GPS. Love that. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> no, I'm serious because I don't, I don't know. I just, especially with uh, just me, like personally, um, I don't know. I just, sometimes I feel like I take a couple steps forward, but then, you know, life happens and I feel like I'm back in step one. So, but life happens in mysterious ways, I guess. 
universe, what are you trying to tell me? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are getting close to needing to wrap up. So, Danny. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> what would you tell your younger self if you could look them in the eyes? Who wants to go first? Well, this is between you two, not us. <laughs> okay, I can, I can, I can go. Okay. Um, I think I would tell myself to like, it's okay to be a little more selfish. I still have like that problem now, but it was definitely more prevalent in the past where I would just like want to help out everyone before myself. Like if someone asked me, for advice or wanted to like vent about something like I definitely like and also like what Anika was saying about like reaching out for help like I still struggle with that but even more in the past too like just not wanting to say what was really on my mind so I think I would tell myself to like speak up and be more confident in what I'm saying because what I have to say matters yes beautiful I love that. I love that the be the more be more selfish because like, I mean, it sounds like you're a helper, you know. And people who help people also tend to like take it all on, and mm-hmm. you know, and it can take a lot out of you when you have your own stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. So it is okay to be selfish. I like that, Anika. I feel like. So I just wrote a college essay on this um, because we had an assignment for this in our class, but like, um, I would say try not to be so perfect all the time. Um, Because, okay, so what I wrote my essay on was about like our religion is based on um, the principles of karma. And like, if you do something bad, you'll, something bad will happen to you. If you do something good, like, something good will happen to you. Um, And I feel like so much of my life was trying to like consistently like be perfect, be good. Um, And so I felt like I wasn't allowed to make any missteps. Otherwise it would fire back at me. Uh, And I feel like if I could say something to my younger self would, it would be to just like not be afraid to make mistakes because I was so afraid to make any mistakes whatsoever. and I realized that it's how you grow and how you learn. And um, it's, not, it's not a terrible thing to do something wrong and understand that you messed up and understand like that you can do better um, because like there will be other chances, there will be other situations where you probably need to do something similar. Um, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna make the example of, uh, the car situation I had, like, last week, um, I accidentally scratched, um, our car, and I came home, and I was like, wow, like, I really, really shouldn't have done that, like, it's a new car, um, and, like, I'm a new driver, I got way too confident driving on my own and stuff, like, I'm never gonna drive again, um, that, and, like, as soon as that happened, I was like, 
this is such a terrible mindset. Like this is what probably like my freshman self was so focused on perfection all the time. And I kind of had to take a step back and say like, I'm a new driver. This is a new experience and I'm going to make mistakes along the way. If I scratch the car, that's completely normal. Like there have been, there could have been things like entirely worse that um, would have happened to me. Um, and none of those happened. And I was able to take a step back and learn from my mistakes. And now I know what not to do the next time right. um, that happens. So like if I guess in this situation, very simple, but like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to not be perfect. So, yeah. I think that's really important. And I, and I, I, I thought that was really interesting how you, you brought in like with karma and, um, yeah. so is, is that Hinduism? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting to hear about like how that can then translate to you to the perfectionism. Um, I just, and also like what you're talking about, the car thing, like that made me just think about like my dad used to say to us and my brother and I joke about this all the time now, like, you know, we would say like, we would spill milk or, you know, something. And like, we'd be like, oh, but it was an accident. You know, my dad would get upset when we were like, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident. My dad would literally say accidents kill people. (laughs) 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 So so that's what we grew up with. (laughs) If we mess up something, somebody will die. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so we joke about it now. We're like, this is why we're so effed up. But, (laughs) you know, so I mean, anyway (laughs) I get the idea I get the concept of like you know feeling like the weight of making a mistake you know and then needing to shift that perspective is so so important because mistakes do they like they do make us they help us learn and you know become I don't want to say better we grow as a person yeah yeah Oh, wow. That was really great. So we do need to wrap up. I love talking to you guys. Um, and I want other people to be able to listen to your podcast and everything. So where can people find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at No Therapist, No Problem. Awesome. I love that title. I love that. Uh, <laughs> are your Is your podcast on like all podcast platforms or... How do you put it I out? I think most of them, yeah, like yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker. There's a whole link tree. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use, by the way? To make- to, oh, we use Anchor. Yeah. Okay. That's what we do too. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, and then you can find the Yana podcast on Instagram at the underscore Yana podcast. And you can also go to our website, www.theyanapodcast.com. You can stream all our episodes there or, um, you know, there's links to all the other podcast platforms as well. Um, So, you know, we put out new episodes every Tuesday. In theory, you know, we try. Um, So thank you guys again for Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for having us. Um, and we—that's all. 
That's all, folks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace and love. If you or someone you know is in crisis, call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Or you can text NAMI to the crisis text line at 741-741. Or go to NAMI.org for more information. Remember, you are not alone.